Welcome to Go Simcha, the podcast that takes you on an in-depth approach to the Jewish music, entertainment, and Simcha world. Now, here's your host, Zisha Littman. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Go Simple, the podcast. We had so much fun recording the episode, um, but it couldn't have been done without the help of our sponsor, Karen Simchas and Vikalis. We're going to take a minute to hear a little bit more about them. The following episode of Go Simcha the Podcast is proudly sponsored by Karen Simchas Chassan Vikala. Karen Simchas Chassan Vikala was founded over 25 years ago and is based in Brooklyn, New York. KSCVK helps widows, orphans, and people who are in dire need of marrying off a child. Working through their network of vendors, KSCVK ensures that every wedding is just as special as the next. Run by world-renowned party planner Devorah Benjamin, KSCVK takes care that each wedding is as elegant as the next one, ensuring dignity and class through every wedding that they put on. To donate to KSCVK, Please visit their website, kscvk.org, today. That's kscvk.org, and help make someone's wedding special. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another edition of Go Simcha the Podcast. This week we are up to episode number 15. That's right, 15 episodes. And if you are still listening to us, thank you so much. It's really awesome. All the comments, all the positive feedback, all the good vibes we're getting from doing this show has gotten us to this point today where we are getting up to episode number 15. And this week we have a very, 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 very special guest we've been chasing for months. And I'm, I'm not joking, we've been chasing this guy down for months and like calling him up, what's happening, I'm trying to get him on the show. Every time it, we keep missing each other, but you know what? He finally sent me a message the other day. He said, hey, let's do the show. And I'm like, huh? And now we are here today on the show. I would love to welcome the world-famous Simcha Liner. Simcha, welcome to Go Simcha. How are you? Well, thank you. And, and I really appreciate that you renamed the show for me this week. It's very unique. And I, I think that's a great edge that you guys have. Ah, Shkayachachem. Um Yeah, listen, you know, what are we going to do? What can we say? Go Simcha. So, so talk to us. Yeah. Who, who is Simcha Liner? How did it all begin? What's your story? Ooh, um, okay. So I was born in Muncie, New York. Fun. Um, and uh, that's where it all began, really, because I started out as a Baltila. Okay. Um, and uh, at the age of 12, I graduated from Yeshiva University's Bell School of Music. Um, as one of their youngest participants, uh, probably ever. You say 12? Um, that was in preparation. Yeah, 12 years old. Wow. So uh, that was in preparation for my bar mitzvah. It was a few weeks before my bar mitzvah. And uh, yeah, I held a community-wide Shabbos of uh, tefillah and song as my bar mitzvah, wow. um, where all the shuls in the neighborhood got together in like a, a giant hall and we uh i led the telos you know something i was waiting for for 13 years wow that's really cool yeah that was the uh, the beginning of it all wow that is really cool so you said you graduated now this was a a just like a pro like a music like a music program or like college program what exactly was this program that you that you that you graduated from at 12 years old sure Yeshiva uh, University has various tracks in their bell schools. Um, I focused on Nusach Hatula. So 
So learning the history of, of Nusach, learning the, there are so many different parts of Tvila that, that are, you know, complex beyond uh, initial observation. And that was something to me was, was just so, you know, fascinating and, and obviously incredible, incredibly valuable as uh, my entire life revolves around this. And, uh, you know, a, a solid foundation was the most important thing. Oh, that's really cool. So, so how did how did you go from that to? Um, I'm, I know you play piano. We've all heard you play piano. You do some amazing work. How did you get into like writing and composing and playing music from there? Sure. Yeah. So in my house, we always had a piano, um, visible, you know, accessible, and it was judgment free. So like if you sat down by the piano and sounded terrible no one would come in and say oh stop playing you know it was a free range you know if i was a chicken they'd charge a lot for me in the grocery store you know what i'm saying it's <laughs> like uh anyone uh anyone had a right to sit down by the piano and, and just learn at their own pace so that is how i you know initially learned how to play piano um and from there you know like most of us I went on to high school, which obviously included a ton of music, just, uh, you know, comesitive and all of that. That really um, gave me a love for, for communal singing and singing together with people and, and enjoying uh, regesh, you know, both the, the band and the feeling. Um, from there, I started taking up different positions in schools. Um, across Manhattan, across the city, on Shabbatim, as well as I became the chazan of the White Shul in Barakaway. Oh, wow. Um, that lasted until Hurricane Sandy, where uh, the community as a whole, you know, did not exactly uh, focus on music as their extracurricular activities. They got together and spent every extra penny that the shuls had every extra penalty that the community had on rebuilding um, the community and the homes. And that was uh, around the time when I had, it was a few years after I'd gotten married. And that was the perfect time for me anyways to, uh, you know, begin settling down a little bit more and not take a steady Shabbos uh, position. Huh? That's very interesting. So you, you, you were, you were very cool over there every single Shabbos doing doing the being the Baltfila and singing. So what made you want to get into into this world of like writing, composing and that I mean you have a number of different albums out there. You do do tours and things like that. So what made you want to jump into this as a business as a profession? Sure. Um I actually didn't pursue music as a livelihood initially. Um I went to school and got a master's in finance and had all intention of keeping music as a hobby. Um, but it was, uh, you know, a couple of years before I got married that I sort of told myself that I, I can't make this decision. So I'll, I'll let Hashkacha, you know, make that decision for me. And I would pursue two things at the same time. I'd pursue a job, which I started working um, for a major company out of Baltimore um, and at the same time I'll pursue music and it was a matter of weeks 
um, that I realized that uh, I'm not exactly cut out for, uh, as they say, corporate America. Um, and music just sort of, uh, you know, the way that, the way it works with music is that if you're pursuing it, you know, the right way, I always tell people when they're starting, you can't force people to like you, you know, not that you can ever, you know, expect people to like you, but you have to let the music come to you, not necessarily like in a spiritual way. I'm saying that you have to let the, 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 the fan base build itself. You can't, you know, there are people that before anyone knows who they are, they're putting out an album and, and expecting people to rally around them. And, uh, you know, in, in my case, I, I was leaking music here and there. I was sending out songs. Um, people were quote unquote discovering me. And there are thousands and thousands of people that listened to Kalbarama for the first time, thinking that they were the first ones that discovered this song. And to me that, there's no better feeling in the world than discovering a song and feeling like, uh, you know, maybe I'm, I'm listening to something that, that people might uh, recognize, you know, in years from now. And I can say that I, I heard that when there was 4,000 hits, you know? Nice. And uh, that was how it all started. It's funny you mentioned that we talked about this on a couple, on a previous episode, how, you know, when you, when you, when you want to do this, when you want to get into music, you have, you have to be passionate about it. You're not going to, if you're, if you're, if you go into it as a, as like, as like a hobby or something like that, you're not going to, you're not going to be, you're not going to do it as well as you are. If you're passionate about it, if you say, this is what I'm going to be doing and this is what I want to do. And this is how I'm going to succeed with this. We talked about this a couple episodes back. And Absolutely, and it happens to you today that uh, more than ever, you know, even even when I started, you know, in, in the music business, right? Um, looking at it, looking at it as a business, so 10, 12 years ago, wow. um, there, the concept of everyone just, you know, uh, buying a, a microphone, plugging it into the computer, and releasing a single didn't really exist. So today, it's much more of a, a quality over quantity. You know, people are putting out these albums and singles that that really you know you can you can really sh you have the opportunity now that people are see hearing so much that you have an opportunity now that if you put something out that's real quality like it, it used to be that that anything that came out was like it was a chiddush something came out today there's so much coming out that you have to really work hard to to you know excel and put something out that's either a real you know a twist a chiddush or something that just people you know, really connect to. So to me, some people look at that as a, as a negative, but for me, I look at that as like a, as a challenge and, and as a positive challenge as a, it's, you know, you, you can't slack off today. It's great. I mean, it's, no, for sure. I mean, I mean, like exactly, you know, the whole, it's all about, it's all about what makes you unique and what, what gives you that edge of like what makes you special and how do you, how do you convey your message to people? And like you said, you know, if you're, if everyone's just coming out with a, with a single, because it's so easy to do it, you know, you have to see, like weed your way through all those different things. But if you have something that's unique and you work, you worked hard on it and you're able to produce a track, you're able to produce a song that's, that's so good that people are like, Oh, that's great. You know? And right. right. There's also a, a unique um, point, which is very important to acknowledge and, there are some things that people are good at and there are some things that are, people are not so good at. And everyone has their unique signature and their unique flavor. Don't try to copy 
what was successful for someone else. If you know, you know, that your specialty is, you know, that Kumsit song, that, that every time you put out a Kumsit song, people just can't get enough of it. Maybe there's a reason for that, you know? Right. Focus on that. Don't, you know, if you're a guy that will never ever sing at a wedding, you know, sing, putting out a wedding album may not be the best uh, idea for you, you know? Right. What would you say your specialty is? Ah, that's uh, I can't give you, give away my secret. Uh, well, <laughs> my specialty is making people happy. Honestly, there's nothing. There's there's no, you know, I I think anyone deep down that's in the music business, you know, obviously there's a a financial incentive and a reason to be in it, but ultimately, you know, when you see someone reacting emotionally to your music, there's that 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 recharges your battery, you know. And, there's no bigger proof to this as you look in, in the amazing business that this is. I don't think there's any business in the world, you know, that has as much pro bono taking place as our, you know, Jewish music world, which is just a testament to how people in, in this small bubble of, of Jewish music um, love what they do because of, you know, how it affects other people. You know, every singer, I, I don't think there are any singers that are not going out on a regular basis and singing for, for free. It's like going into a bakery and they're just giving out their food for free, you know. It doesn't exist outside of this world to this extent, obviously. You know, the, the concept of you know, tzedakah is, is, is what makes us special as, as Jews, but this is like our livelihood being just, you know, gladly distributed for free. That's very true. But you know, it's that's that's the that's the koach of music is that's the power of music is that it it it's so strong that it could it it could it could do so much good it can do so much to really enhance somebody's life, and that's that's what sure. that's what I find tremendous like amazing about the Jewish music world is that we're we're not only you guys putting out music and and songs to inspire, but you never know what the koach of that music is going to do to somebody. We, we were talking about this on a previous episode with Mary Mizraeli, where she said how mm-hmm. one of her songs really impacted somebody's life so much. Like she said that she got a phone call from somebody, some mother who she played this song for her and her daughter was going through a really, really rough time. And it really, it, the, the sound, the music really impacted her. And, I sp- and a number of different guys we had on the show have said the same thing is that your music really has a tremendous koach that nothing else has and it could really impact somebody's life. And it's, 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 sure. it's really cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's really, really cool that we're, we have like this tremendous opportunity to do so much good with what you're do, what you're putting out there. It's not just a business. Like in the, in the secular world, it's a business, you know, but here it's, it's a totally different, it's a totally different world. It's a totally different angle. Um, right. And like for me personally, I'm a big fan of your piano music. And I was going to ask you, I, I saw the, I watched this uh-huh. video of yours called The Greatest Chuppa. And I know the source for that. I know the source of that song. It happens to be, it's a really, the music of that on that is great. But when you did that cover, I was just like blown away. So talk about that. Talk to us about that. Sure. There, there's something about stripping away all the uh, over overproduction and over, you know, a lot of uh, music today gets very overproduced. Yes. And there's something, 
something pure, which is fine. I mean, it, you know, it, it, times change. Like, it's not like the 60s and 70s where folk music was just basic, you know, a rhythm band in, an or, in a studio and that's it. Um, there's something, you know, vulnerable about singing um, and playing and just being, you know, exposed, I guess. You know, your voice is exposed. There's very little... <laughs> there's very little masking, you know, what you're doing. And it's, while it's, it might sound scary, um, to me, I, I love that, um, you know, that the, it's, it's the true natural performance, as, as you put it. It's very often at concerts um, and weddings sometimes, like a, you know, a, a larger wedding that if, instead of the band, everyone getting up and taking a break, oftentimes, you know, to, to avoid a dead spot, you know, in a concert or something, I'll give the band a break and I'll sit down by the piano and do a set sometimes of like my oldies um, that we don't have time to do as full songs. And it really, really connects with people because it's just me and a piano. There's nothing, there's nothing hiding. There's nothing covering anything up. And, uh, that's that's the reason I do that, and that's the reason I love doing it, and that's the reason you will see much more of that, you know, as that's time great. goes on. I've noticed that in your music videos, a lot of your music videos as well, that you're you're you are playing the piano. Your your focus is on the piano, and is that for the yeah. same reason? Yeah. Um, some yes and some no. I, I'm not going to sit and play a piano in a video that it doesn't make sense. Like if there's a guitar solo, I'm not exactly you know. Uh, taking a, a, you know, sitting by the piano. There are, you know, many people will know of the video Ribono. Yes. Um, Ribono, I, I happen to collect pianos. Um, and that was a unique piano that I, I had made. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a real piano and it was not Photoshopped and it wasn't, I've gotten all the accusations one can hope for. Oh, you Photoshopped it, you green screened it. When I heard that, I'm like, oh, thank God. It looks so good that people think it's fake, you know? <laughs> But that was a, a piano that was made by a, a couple of different people. Um, and it was just such an opportunity to, to put it into unique, crazy places. Uh, we had a team of piano movers that just followed us around the whole day, a couple of days, uh, starting at 4.30 in the morning, putting it on the rocks, you know, in, in, in a beach in Deal, New Jersey. Um, and watch the sunrise. And it's a gold piano. You see the sun hitting, you know, reflecting off of it, like, oh, worldly. As a stylistic thing, I wouldn't say that was because I was playing it, but some other ones that I'm sitting by the piano, I'm usually playing the piano. That's great. So I take it your favorite instrument is the piano. Yes. The That's only fun. one you would catch me playing live. <laughs> That's great. Do you play any other instruments as well? I tinker with a bunch of them, but uh, you you won't really see that. All right. No, I happen to be a musician myself. I play drums, keyboard, saxophone, um, guitar, and, and piano as well. Keyboard and piano. And I've been doing it for a while. I enjoy it. I, I This is one of the reasons why we want to do this show is because I just enjoy music. I am a musical person. I enjoy it. And I like to hear from you guys' perspective as well. And it seems that it seems like you're real with with everything with all the songs I've listened to of yours. You're very you're it's it's real. It's like very real, very raw, and and like, and it really resonates with you. 
And I like that. I like your sound. What's your take on Jewish music nowadays? Like, what do you think of all the, all the new styles, the techno, the, the upbeat stuff? Like what's your, what, what are your thoughts on that as, as a seasoned musician and someone who has actually been trained in this stuff? What do you think of the new styles? Um, so basically I, I think Jewish music today is, it's getting really, really advanced and really, um, you know, very, it's very impressive. I think, uh, my prediction is that we are somewhat past a little bit of the techno to some degree. Obviously there's going to be techno, you know, not techno, I'd say electronic music. It's going to, it will always be a part of our music now from now going forward, um, forever. Um, but besides for that, I think we're reincorporating live music back in more than ever. You know, my right. last album, Miracade, well, two albums ago, I'd say, um, didn't have any horns on the whole album besides French horns on some of the slow songs. Um, as opposed to my first album where every single intro was a hard hitting, you know, brass intros you know, like over the top brass. My next album will definitely incorporate some brass back into it. You know, I think people are going to appreciate it again. I, I think there was so much electronic music <laughs> that it almost, uh, you know, got, we got it out of our system almost, you know? Right. No, for sure. What What's up with your latest album? What's up with the title of your latest album? And why did you decide to go with that? Um, assuming you're talking about Project Relax? Yes. The, and also the, okay. the Israeli edition. Israeli edition. So Project Relax has been um, a very successful franchise, I guess you can say. Um, we've put out a whole bunch of them. Two of them I did together with Baruch Levine. Um, I felt, you know, working with Yosu Christman, my manager and producer, I felt it was time for another one. But we have to take a, a unique angle. I wanted to go to a unique angle. Baruch was working on his own album now uh, that he had to get out. He wasn't, uh, you know, he couldn't focus on this. So I figured once I'm focusing on this myself, I'll do it in a way that is something that I'm, that I'm passionate about. Um, and I'm very, very passionate about Israeli music. I've always loved Israeli music. I've been listening to Israeli music for years. Um, nice. I have many friends in the, in the Israeli music business, uh, the radio scene. Um, I put together a list of, of Israeli songs that I felt were, you know, a mix. So there's some in there that are very artsy and advanced and, you know, lyrics are complex and incredible. Mashalim and incredible, you know, Ma'amari, uh, Chazal. And then on the other hand, there's songs that everyone knows. So, we try to do every other song something unique, every other song something, um, you know, classic. And I think people really see that because you can listen to the album not knowing Israeli music and still feel like, oh, I know that song. Oh, I know that song, I, you know. Right. And that is why we call it the Israeli edition because all the music is in every. That's great. All the lyrics. That's great. Yeah, you, you, we've actually, uh, I have a recording of one of the big Israeli uh uh, radio shows, you know, one of the less uh, right wing, so more the left wing uh, radio shows arguing with each other on the air whether or not 
you know, they played a, a part of the album. They're arguing whether or not I'm American or Israeli. Because <laughs> uh, we, we put a lot of effort and research and just, you know, blood, sweat, and tears, as they say, into making sure that the words are being sung correctly, appropriately, with the proper, you know, the diktuk, um, based off of who the original singer was. So you'll have two, three, four songs in a medley where each song is sung with a slightly different halakha. So it's, it's very, uh, we put a really, really, really put a lot of work into it. That's awesome. Uh, now you speak fluent Hebrew? I do not speak fluently. I mean, I speak well enough to... Uh, speak of a to, uh, speak. Yeah, well, I'll speak well enough to, to carry on a, a radio interview or speak at a concert or speak to, you know, conversational Hebrew, you know? Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm... That's okay. My kids yeah, speak better yeah. Hebrew than I do, so it's, it's all good. Yeah, it's like most uh, American yeshiva about from speak English. So I, I would say <laughs> equivalent. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, you were here recently. You actually did a show here in my neighborhood over here in Ramah Pitemish. I remember that. You came through, I think it was a couple uh, months ago. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, I was there for much of the summer this year. The summer is always a busy time, you know, in, for music in Israel. I'm sure. So uh, every year we, we, we already have our, our summer 2019 tour, you know, planned and underway. And I, I'd love to see you there. Listen, you know, you send me a message. I'll, I'll come down there. We can do another interview with you over there. Um, so, right. so now that you got Project Relax out there, this edition, what's next in the works for Simple Liner? What do we got going on for you? Sure. Um, so I started a project last week that will uh, blow your mind. <laughs> it's a it's a music it's a it's a music video that will be out, God willing, for um, I'm not saying for Hanukkah, but in the Hanukkah season. Okay. Um, it's not you know it's not uh, there's no particular um, like deadline that we have to get it out for because it's a pretty general topic. It's a new song that I wrote. Um, an English song with an incredible message. And I will say this, this video will have the most participants of any Jewish music video in history. Oh, really? What do you mean? Yeah. The amount of people that are in the video nice. participated in the video. Nice. So, uh, we'll, 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 we'll leave it at that. This sounds exciting. This sounds really, really exciting. Yeah. And this is a yeah. song that you just wrote. This is this is a song that no one's heard before. Correct. Very cool. Very very cool. It's a new song. That that's exciting. I'm looking forward to watching that video. Like I said, I like your videos. They're very they're very tasteful. They're very nice, and Same. they they give off a good message. So, what what out of all the songs you've written, out of all the stuff you've performed, what was what's one memory? What's one moment that you found really? really gave you gave you a like a geschmack in this like what was what's something you took away out of what what was your favorite like moment out of all this out of your whole career sure um so just to uh to clarify a bit i i don't consider myself a songwriter um okay. which means i i do write music and i write a lot of my own music um many songs I'm, you know that i've put out over the years are original but i don't uh like you know, a lot of singer-songwriters will sit down and write their album, you know? Right. I I don't 
approach it like that. I, I, I sit and collaborate. I enjoy collaborating more than I do writing on my own. Okay. Um, that being said, I always have like a, a you know, a stockpile of songs that I'm working on that I'm writing them. Um, but to me, the ultimate, you know, the highest point in, in, in performing is when I'm performing with like a symphony, you know, Nice. And that is why when I did the concert in Odessa in Ukraine, which is a whole story in itself, yeah. um, the, there was a, you know, a 68 piece orchestra on stage and I sang the whole night as we shaped the orchestra. You can see the, the film online. We shaped it like a U, you know, like a chest, like a, and I sang from the center of it. So oh. I just remember being surrounded by this, unbelievable wall of music you know wherever we wherever we went that's so cool so now that you brought this up tell us the story about it <laughs> the story of Odessa um, Odessa is a small Jewish community in the uh, in Ukraine right near the ocean um, a gorgeous city we were working on a concert in Lvov, Ukraine. We were going to put on a show in Lvov where there are quite a few Israeli uh, Bahram, American Bahram. And when the, the Shema Yisrael Network in, in Ukraine found out about this, they were like, uh, there's no way you're doing it in Lvov. It's Odessa where you want to do it. Uh, because Odessa is the go-to uh, Mecca for Jewish music in Ukraine. Um, and I didn't realize this until I got there. There's a, a orphanage there that's very, very well you know, known across the world, a, a Jewish orphanage run by uh, Rafal Kruskal, an amazing, amazing person. Um, and they you know, have very, very difficult lives. And you know, they, they're, they're put through struggles which many of us will hopefully never have to experience. There were over a thousand children from Jewish children from across Ukraine joining together in a communist propaganda hall um, that was built to destroy religion to, you know, uh, just the lowest of the, of, of the low. And we filled it to the brim with from kids singing, you know, Prakim of Tehillim, like our songs are all from, from Tanakh. Wow. Um, for two, three hours. You know, just, it was, it was, what a unique and incredible experience. You know, there were, it was something I'll never forget. And I hope to do it, you know, revisit and do it again. Wow. That, that, that's crazy. That, that's amazing. So I, that, wow. Yeah. And you should know that, uh, it's, uh, you know, going to these countries, you you see that, that you know, Am Yisrael Chai, it's like we're, we're alive and well, and we're all over the place. We we have a, a thriving, flourishing community all across the globe. And it's just, it's amazing. It's really amazing. Wow. You know, I, we I, we always learn something new. We always we always learn something new every week on Go Simcha. And this was definitely something very powerful. Wow, that do you do you ever do you keep up with the, with any of the any of the any of the kids you met over there, or you, or 
they they spoke to you afterwards they came up to you they gave they gave you brachot like or is, it was just like sure, we uh we uh, instagram is my avenue of uh you know communication for most people that you know i, I have full conversations with people on instagram every single day um, if you're not following me on Instagram, you're missing out on a lot of music that will not hit YouTube or things like, you know, stuff that are, are just not full length, things that are shorter, you know. I had I a put, good uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we uh, communicate a lot, you know, with some of the people that I, I met there. There's also, there was actually a very large crowd of fans, I would say, that came in from Israel to the show um, just as, you know, they came as just to enjoy Jewish music, but they turned into, you know, supporters of the of the tikva as well, um, because they were blown away by what they saw there. Um, it's like if you listen to the the album, you know, live in Odessa, which is the recording of the show, you can hear um, the all like the introductions and announcements are in are in Russian. You know. Wow, that's but, really cool. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's really cool. That is really, really cool. So what, what would you say is, is, is the underlying message of all your, of all your music? Do you have like some kind of message that you try to give over some kind of ashba you try to give over in your music? Cause I know some people we've spoken to ha- have mentioned that they have like an underlying message and theme within their music. So I wondered what's up with that with you, because again, you have a lot of very powerful music and the things you're doing and the things, the people you're inspiring is really amazing. So I figured there's something under there's something there. So I I would say that the most important uh, you know message that I try to promote is um, positivity, and I think being positive turns any situation into one that's just even if it's just a drop better than the matzah of you were in. Music is very, very powerful for doing that. But overall, um, approaching a difficult situation, you know, with a positive outlook and even just being hopeful, just, just, you know, just hope for the best. It doesn't have to be, you know, as I say, you know, yep. plan, plan for the good and, and hope for the best and it'll be good. Even if, it, even if it's not, but, you know, at least you, you didn't, you weren't miserable throughout that period of, of time when you weren't sure. And uh, that's something that I, I really strive to do and strive to present. And you'll see it in my previous music, especially in the last English song that I wrote uh, on my last album, you know, You Can Change the World. And on the next uh, English song video as well, it's, uh, positivity, all about positivity. That's great. That's great. That's what it's all about. Just being positive, staying positive, looking, looking ahead and be, and just like, and just going out there and smiling, do it, taking every day at a time. That's great. Well, simple. It was, it was awesome having you on the show. I'm finally, I'm so happy. We finally got you down here, got you on the phone, get to know you a little bit better. I, I, I learned a lot. And I, and that whole story you told me about Ukraine, that was just really mind blowing. And I look forward to seeing more stuff, more cool stuff from you in the future. I'm looking forward to this music video. You guys send me a link as soon as it comes yeah. out. I'm really looking well, forward to this music you video. Bet. You bet. And I would say any time, but that has proven otherwise. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? You know, I was on it. No, we, we did try. 
you know, when you sent me that message the other day, I was like, huh? I was like very taken aback. I was like, this is the most random. I mean, my phone goes off all day. Then I saw that come through for me. I was like, huh? Like, oh, well, okay, fine. Right. Fair enough. So, as I told you, I, I have a, I always uh, carry a list of things that um, are, out, as I say, outstanding, you know? Okay. Um, and I, I promised you a, uh, a session, and uh, here we are. That's Glad great. I was able to uh, make it happen. Yeah, well, I'm glad I made it on your on your to do list. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, well, simply again, it was a pleasure having you on the show. Um, we, um, your all your music is available online. I'm assuming um, wherever great Jewish everything is on iTunes. Yeah, absolutely. Everything and naked music. And naked music, of course. Naked iTunes music. and naked music. Yeah, of course, naked music. Okay, well, that that's it. Everybody go out there, listen to Simcha's newest music. It's all available on iTunes and Nigan Music. You can also catch it, catch him on, on Instagram. If you're not following him on Instagram, you are totally missing out on everything that you could possibly be seeing that's not available on YouTube. And again, Simcha, yeah. it, it, was a serious, it was seriously a pleasure to have you on the show. And I, I look forward to hearing more good things coming out of, your, out of your mouth in the future and more good music and more good videos to come. Okay, I can't wait to bring it to you. Amazing. Thank you. Sure. All the best, my friend. Galtif. You've just listened to another wonderful episode of Go Simple the Podcast. For more news, updates, and information on our next episode, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram at Go Simple Live, and don't forget to check out the show notes and videos on www.gosimcha.com along with zeradio.com. Thanks for listening, and remember, Go Simcha!